0: Hit our music and all elite wrestling podcasts for January 17th, 2021 is presented by leveldowngames.com. Now hit our music. our music is a weekly all elite wrestling podcast brought to you by leveldowngames.com. I'm Brian and with me this evening it is of course Dan.
1: What is going on everybody?
0: What is going on indeed before we begin discussing the latest in a W help us become all in with the group by checking the podcast app. You're listening to us on right now and dropping us a quick rating and review on there. You'll really be doing us a huge favor. And I did see over in discord. We had an update. First of all, we had a, uh, uh, you know, a uh, geo welcome. Saw you in discord welcome. chatting with yes. us tonight during dynamite. We want more people in discord live chatting with us during dynamites, uh, it's a lot of fun to to really i don't know watch the show that way but uh there was a question a couple days ago about the fantasy league that we talked about on the podcast and Sev actually did answer it correctly in the chat. Uh, we are going to be doing the AEW fantasy league, the start after or to start, I should say after the revolution pay-per-view next month. So it'll start that Wednesday uh with the dynamite after the pay-per-view. So I assume we'll probably what do our draft on like Sunday or something after the pay-per-view. It's, it's probably going to be an auto draft thing. Mostly, I, I imagine it'll sort of go the same way that our that our video game drafted where things just, you know, we rank players and wrestlers.
1: Correct. And yeah, I would say as long as we have it done. Yeah, I mean, Sunday, we would definitely be able to do it. Well, for yeah, sure. because
0: we could we could set it up like the week prior. That way, Correct. everybody could come in and get their wrestlers ranked and that kind of stuff. And then, yeah, we'll just let it auto draft on on Sunday after the pay-per-view. And uh, and we'll start talking about it and paying attention for it on the uh, the podcast after revolution. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot of people interested in that AEW Fantasy League. So that's I, I think we're going to need to bump it up to the next year. I was kind of trying to think in my head. So we got myself, you, Jessica, your wife, Sev, Gio, Sean said he would do it. Caleb in Discord said he would do it. So that's already 8. 8. Yeah, that's 8 already. The 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 tier that we're on right now goes up to 10. So if if we get more than 10, yeah, we'll definitely have to bump up to the next year. And and that would be exciting. You know, just like, oh, man, I wonder what like their biggest league is. I wonder how many how many people actually do something like this. We'll have to look Hmm. into that more. Yeah. But be curious. Yeah. So so we'll be talking more about that in the uh, in the coming month as the pay per view gets closer and and we really start getting ready to dive into this AEW Fantasy League. Now, they did talk about something that's going to be taking place. Is it next Wednesday? before dynamite the aew awards
1: no i thought it was let me bring up it's the 27th two weeks Is from it now t- okay yeah, so it's not from it's, seven I to thought eight it-
0: I thought it was for some reason I was thinking it was it was next week. No, it's it's on BR live exclusively on January 27th. You're right. So that is a Wednesday at 7 p.m. So an hour before Dynamite Uh, voting is currently open for the awards. And I'm actually going to do this here live. Uh, how, How do we do this? Okay, so vote now. Category best moment on the mic. MJF's campaign speech, we deserve better. Cody Rhodes accepts Mr. Brody Lee's dog collar match challenge. John Moxley accepts the inner circle invitation from Jericho. Brandy Rhodes confronts Jade Cartineau. No. And then Orange Cassidy debates with Chris Jericho. Hmm. I Out
1: of don't those know.
0: five, I, I think. I think that I would go Orange Cassidy debates with Chris Jericho.
1: I'm leaning there. Or did The Moxley accepts inner circle invitation. Is that when like he was smashing champagne? Yes, over that heads? is that one.
0: Yes, that is that one.
1: I don't know. Then, I don't know, man. The Cody Rhodes accepts the dog collar match. That was a pretty oh, damn.
0: I voted. Uh, I did go ahead and I, I voted for Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho. What I actually like about the AEW awards, it does seem to be all fan controlled.
1: Yes, it is. I believe that's what it is. Yeah. So that uh, next is up. pretty cool.
0: Next up category. Biggest surprise. We have Matt Hardy's debut. Jake the Snake Roberts confronts Cody Rhodes. Brody Lee arrives as the Exalted One. Sting's AEW debut. And Miro revealed as the best man. Strong category. Very uh, strong yeah, category. It is
1: pretty strong.
0: Very strong category. Uh, I, I think a lot of votes are going to lean towards towards Brody Lee for for the posthumous type of of, of voting. But being realistic, I, I think the biggest shock was Sting.
1: Right? Uh it was. I think what takes away from some of like the Matt Hardy debut and the Brodie Lee is that it was wasn't done in a live crowd. Could you imagine if Brody Lee would have debuted in Rochester, oh, yeah. New York? That's right? what they were talking I mean, about.
0: How disappointed that they were that they had to do that and, and, and not have a, a live audience there. And yeah. yeah, there there was, you know, an actual audience, even though it was small for Miro, Jake Roberts, and Sting.
1: But yeah, biggest shock factor was Sting. Like,
0: yeah, I, I know, definitely I, I would. I'm definitely leaning towards that. And that's that's where my vote went to here. Uh, let's see. Biggest beatdown: The inner circle jumps Orange Cassidy. The Dark Order attacks the Nightmare Family. Nyla Rose puts Riho and Hikaru Shida through tables. Brian Cage sneak attack on John Moxley and the Nightmare Family and the inner circle brawl.
1: I love hmm. that they have the videos up top, though. I like I like yeah, how they have this. I, I like done. that they
0: can actually actually let you like watch and, and see which one that you like. I I don't oh, man, I don't know that I like a ton of these. Like, I guess I would have to really dive in and, and watch all five. But first impression, I would go Nightmare Family and the Inner Circle Brawl.
1: Yeah, because I just remember Jr. saying not the dipping Dots.
0: I know. I know. <laughs> So that's what I that's that's where my vote just went to here. Because like I said, I'm doing this live on the show. Next up category. Me high too. flyer. High live. flyer. High flyer. OK. Ray Phoenix, Mark Quinn, Nick Jackson or Pac. Ooh. No question. Ray Phoenix.
1: Yeah, that, that is hard to argue. Even that's though what I my give, vote went to. I, I do like watching Pac do his thing.
0: Me too. Oh, my God, this is a good category. Hardest moment to clean up after. What a smart category. Orange Cassidy drops orange juice on the inner circle. The parking lot brawl. The bunkhouse match. Big Swole dumps garbage on Dr. Britt Baker. I like all four of these moments. I think these, this is a really strong category, but I'd like to see some sort of appreciation go toward that parking lot brawl. Yeah, that's where my vote's going.
1: That's where I'm going as well. It's probably my match of the year from yes, last year. One of them. Yes, definitely. Okay. I Ooh. mean, it's, I know there's some arguments. Ooh, there, here
0: but. we go. Biggest WTF moment. We got six nominees. Cody Rhodes moonsaulting off the steel cage. That was during his match with Wardlow. Was it not? Yes, it was. Uh Sammy Guevara is hit by the golf cart. The Young Bucks frog splash off the stadium railing. MJF lashing Cody Rhodes. Bloody Dr. Britt Baker versus Akari Shida. Kenny Omega wins AEW World Title and walks out of AEW. Uh, 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 bloody Britt Baker. That's where I'm going. Biggest what the fuck moment? Um, that 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 was the moment where I think that it solidified her new character.
1: No, I I definitely agree. I agree. I'm uh, going with that.
0: This is a tough category though. I'm going with that. It is a one.
1: tough category. The moonsault was what the fuck. The same. The golf cart was like. Uh, it was kind of more of like a ha ha moment. Yes. Hmm, this is tough. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Bloody Brit Baker.
0: Oh, LOL award. Jericho and MJF le dinner debonair. Doctor Britt Baker waxes Tony Schiavone. Young Buck superkick MJF into cruise ship pool. The inner circle Las Vegas trip. Uh, it's it's definitely between Doctor Britt Baker waxing Tony Schiavone and and Jericho and MJF's La dinner debonair. I, I got to go with the uh, the musical, though. I got to go with Dinner Debonair.
1: I hate musicals. I'm going Dr. Britt Baker. West.
0: <laughs> Best Twitter follow MJF, Orange Cassidy, Dr. Britt Baker, Nilo Rose. Definitely. I'm going to go MJF here.
1: Uh, it is because he just insults the shit out of people. I'm trying to think who I follow. I follow I know I follow Orange Cassidy. I don't know if I follow MJF. I might not follow him. I know Orange Cassidy for sure. But yeah, MJF is entertaining as hell.
0: Breakout male star Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen, Eddie Kingston, oh. John Silver. Oh, out of these four, John Silver.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think I was going Orange Cassidy until John Silver's name popped up. Breakout
0: female star. Anna J, Tycon T, Big Swole, Penelope Ford, Hikaru Shida.
1: Breakout? Anna, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> Anna J. Yeah. Anna J. Yeah, yeah.
0: Without question. Breakout yeah. for sure. Bleacher Report pay-per-view moment of the year. Stadium Stampede. Jon Moxley wins AEW world title. Hikaru Shida wins AEW women's world title. Kenny Omega and Adam Page defeat the Young Bucks. Great match. Darby yeah. Allen defeats Cody Rhodes for TNT title. Young Bucks win AEW tag titles
1: which pay per view
0: match. moment
1: well, for me personally i'm going john moxley
0: i i mean it's it's tough for you to go against that yeah i'm gonna go kenny omega and adam page defeat the young bucks
1: very good choice from, from revolution very good choice
0: please enter your email to submit your vote oh okay so that was the end yeah use the old official leveldowngames.com email address but i do that was not cool want i like that The updates. Thank you very much. Thank you for voting. Tune into Bleacher Report. Yeah, we will do that. We'll talk about that on the uh, podcast that it's relevant for. But I encourage everybody to go and cast your vote and and let your voice be heard for the best moments that AEW put out there in uh, in 2021. But Dan, that's going to lead us to tonight. Dynamite January 13th. We got eight takeaways. It's night two of New Year's Smash. I don't know if the show needed that theming because it really didn't feel like a continuation of last week, but it was uh, night no, two.
1: It didn't. Obviously, plans plans got of course exactly adjusted because of yeah.
0: the unfortunate circumstance with Brody Lee. So that that definitely threw a wrench into into their scheduling. But this was a really really good dynamite tonight. It had a different presentation style. They did. they they had more video packages and they kind of just ran those and then cut right to the the actual in ring action uh i didn't hate it you could tell it was a taped show i didn't hate it i didn't hate it though
1: the only thing i hate about the tape shows is just the crowd uh the cra- the crowd noise sometimes just bothers me and then like sometimes i have a very hard time hearing the commentators like I, it's like the the rest of the sounds too high and the commentators are like turned down low. That's the, my only gripe with these taped shows is that just something just doesn't sound right to me and it bothers me. Right.
0: No, definitely. They Then there's usually issues with with the crowd noise as well. They had it turned down a little tonight, but you could still, you know, there there were still some unbearable moments. <laughs> But yeah, everything just I don't know. It felt different tonight. Dynamite felt different and and I was okay with it. I I thoroughly enjoyed tonight's show. I I thought it was really strong, but we'll actually rate it afterwards as we always do. We got eight takeaways to talk about before we get to that. Takeaway number one, we'll kick things off as they did. Pac coming out there with Vlucha Bros taking on Eddie Kingston out there with the Butcher, the Blade and the Bunny. This was a good way to kick off Dynamite and it wasn't a tag match doing something a little different they opened up the show with a video package and a singles match
1: (laughs) yeah it's very rare uh for there not to be at least four men in that ring at once uh starting off well uh, there were still a
0: lot of guys in the ring
1: well true true but yeah like you said it it was a singles match not a tag team match so very crazy and they're uh, i guess mixing things up a little bit here
0: mixing things up a little bit i i enjoyed the action of this one i i always enjoy seeing my boy eddie kingston out there sorry sev represent the fam
1: I love uh, I love Pac, though. I I definitely I love this rivalry. Uh, I think it's I I don't know. I I love it. It was a great match, a great way to kick off. We keep that theme going, though, even though it was a singles match. Another great way to kick off Dynamite.
0: Yeah. And and I really enjoy. The the story that is being told here, the the feud between Pac and Kingston. And, and I'm still really, really curious how Lance Archer ties into all of this. Uh, Pock right? did pick up the victory with the Black Arrow. I I was not surprised to see that. I think he should have won. I think Pac should have won this match. So, I, I mean, I don't think Eddie Kingston really needed the victory here. Pac probably is going to go on to, you know, Better things after this feud. I, I can't imagine Kingston's going to be thrusted back up into the main event scene anytime soon. Um. So so Pac winning made made sense. But I'm really curious to see how uh, how Archer is going to tie into this still. He did come out after the match. Yes. He and. Did. Kind of got up in Pac's face and told him that, you know, they that he needs to get on the same page as him.
1: Yeah, it was it was interesting. I guess I wasn't expecting to see uh, Archer, but I'm glad that he showed his face. And, yeah, they were trying. uh, Jake, the snake was in between them to try to kind of calm it down a little bit and then realized he wasn't going to calm it down. So he did the best thing he could do and get out of there. So, yeah, they, they talked. So I don't know exactly what it means by the same page. But hopefully we'll start to get a little bit of a better understanding uh, here in a few weeks. Jake, the snake doesn't really make a whole lot of sense anymore with Lance Archer, does he? He he doesn't know
0: before he used to be like the the mouth, the the voice for him. And and now kind of Lance Archer just broke out on his own, talking for himself, doing his own thing. I I don't necessarily think they need to, like, you know, split Jake Roberts from Lance Archer. It just I don't know. the, The pairing almost feels weird now. So
1: it does. Like I guess because like Lance Archer doesn't feel like super heel anymore. No, no,
0: he's definitely he definitely has been kind of like touting this gray area, borderline face area, and and Jake Roberts. I mean, he he could play any role, I guess. But man, he we really haven't seen him do anything besides the heel stuff. No, so. we really haven't. So, yeah, we'll see what this continues to develop into. Uh, Takeaway number two. We have another singles action. We did not have a tag match until like until very late into the uh, the first hour. It was weird. We had Miro coming out there with Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford taking on Chuck Taylor out there with Orange Cassidy, one half of the best friends. Uh, this was a decently OK match. You and I talked about it last week on the show when they announced that this would be taking place with the stipulation that if, if Chucky T lost, he would basically become Miro's young boy. Uh, we knew where this was going to go. So Uh, we kind of just were were watching in anticipation and waiting for this one to end to see, I guess, how Miro was going to win. It wasn't the greatest match ever, but I enjoyed this. the The entertainment value was really high, and and I love after Miro won that he literally just dragged Chuck Taylor off with him. Yes, he did. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and there was nothing Orange Cassidy could do. He just sat there and was like, "But yeah, this was a." It, uh, it was a good match. I mean, uh, Chuck Taylor came straight out and just went straight for Miro. I mean, he had to. Uh, yeah.
0: But yeah. Miro repping his new T-shirt, too, with the yes. uh, the comic book style. I like it. it yeah. I dig it.
1: Yeah, I d- definitely dig it. Definitely. Again, just add it to the list of AEW merch that I want to get. Chuck
0: Taylor now is going to be that they're calling him the butler
1: of yeah. Miro. So is he going to be dressed as a butler, I'm assuming? I would have to assume so. Right. And
0: we, we're supposedly going to start getting updates on on how this is going next week on Dynamite. So so we'll see how they choose to take this. Obviously, I'm, I'm really hoping for some comedic stuff here because they can do some some comedy gold with this idea. So
1: we'll see. Yeah, if they do it smart, it, it could be a really great thing especially because it only lasts
0: till beach break. And that's not like like far in a month. Yeah, that's that's only three dynamites away. Yeah, exactly. So we've got the 20th, the 27th. And then the third is beach break. So, yeah, they're only going to do this for two weeks before that actual show. Uh, Takeaway number three. We have the inner circle out there with their New Year's resolutions. And I I actually really dug this segment. I kind of. Like I said, I think we talked about it last week on the show. The inner circle just exists at this point, in my opinion. And whatever they do week in and week out, I'm okay with whether they come out and and they're bad, whether they come out and they're good, whether they come out and they're just whatever. I
1: just like seeing these guys on TV. I did not like this segment. Uh, I don't know. It felt weird to me. Uh, I don't know. I I guess I wish... I guess I look at it a little differently. I kind of wish there was a little bit of direction. I do like inner circle and I like, you know, the MJF throwing a wrench and stuff, uh, but I don't know. It it, it was a weird segment for me. I did not care for it too much.
0: Yeah. I've definitely been just kind of watching in terms of just to, to watch and to be entertained. And that's what I get out of this and where this is going now. I, I like this here. So we have this, like, struggle of tag teams within the inner circle. And we we kind of start getting uh, hints of that because Jericho and MJF have been teaming up recently so they're out there talking about their new year resolutions and and jake Hager talks about wanting to win championships and then oh, oh mjf said what did he said he wanted to strengthen his bonds uh with with everybody in the ring kind of become closer to to one another but also fat people got to go
1: yeah Sorry. i know right gotta throw that he's gotta just <laughs> remain an asshole somehow <laughs>
0: Ortiz talked about wanting to improve uh, on one of his, I, I think, grandmother's recipes, family recipes.
1: Yeah, they were talking food.
0: Yeah, they were talking some some Puerto Rican dishes. Jessica was 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 picking up on some of the things that they were were saying. So just, I don't know. It sounded good. Um and that's when Jericho kind of jumped in and said that this would be the year that he and MJF were going to win the AEW tag team titles, which made me think, well, gee, what happened to to Jericho and yeah, Hager? Yeah. because they were, you know, Jericho and Jake type yeah. of a thing. But again, you know, Jericho and MJF have been teaming as of late. So Sammy Guevara jumps in, calls Jericho a little tag team slut. I
1: did and, like that uh, part. That was good.
0: You know, that's going to be a T-shirt.
1: Oh, for sure. One hundred percent.
0: That's going to be a tagline that there's going to be some merch centered around the tag team slot, Chris Jericho. But because of that, we have this, like I said, struggle of of tag teams within the inner circle. We have Santana and Ortiz, proud and powerful. We have Chris Jericho and MJF. We have, well, technically, Les sex gods, Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho. We have Jericho and Jake Hager. So there's a lot of tag teams within the inner circle Wardlow and MJF technically were, I guess a tag team there for a little bit. Right. But uh, they were n- now we're going to find out who the best tag team is, I guess, in, in the inner circle for some bragging rights next week. Triple threat match Jericho and MJF taking on Santana and Ortiz Taken on Sammy Hagar.
1: <laughs> that was that what that was another good part of it.
0: Oh my God! How could you just not be entertained? Who fucking cares? What they Sammy come Givard out and, and do? Just
1: pretending like he had no idea who was Sammy Hagar was, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. was great.
0: How can you not be entertained? Everything they do is just it's just that's all it's meant to be. I don't I don't look at things for consistency anymore. It, it it stresses people out too much. Like everybody just cares too much about things. Just take it at face value and it's so much more entertaining. But the other thing that that I think is interesting coming out of this New Year resolution I I'd segment, Wardlow, he's the odd man out here.
1: He's he the is. only
0: one that that really doesn't have a a or an official pairing anymore within the inner circle. So so is he now being positioned as like the single star of the group? I wonder.
1: Uh, I mean, it kind of feels like that. I mean, he's not one somebody that I want to uh, exclude because of uh, what he brings to the table. But yeah, you're right. He was the only person not to be paired with somebody. So. It'll am fine with.
0: S- yeah, me too. It'll be interesting to see his role next week on Dynamite.
1: Exactly. Is he going to get involved? Is he going to help, um, you know, Jericho and MJF win this? Right. You know, does somebody win dirty? Even though, I mean, I, I just feel, yes, there's going to be some MJF, maybe Wardlow shenanigans somewhere in this match. It's going to be entertaining uh, to say the it least, is going to be entertaining. To, uh,
0: You're not wrong there to, to, to see what they do. Yeah, I'm very curious how Wardlow is going to play into this equation now that uh, they, they've kind of paired everybody off. And, and he is the last man standing like kind of a, you know, odd man out. So we'll see him coming off that big win off Jake Hager uh, last week too, where, you know, after they kind of bumped fists and he kind of walked out and seemed like he was like I said, man. With the right booking, I think he could be a a major star and and a massive baby face. And I don't know. Maybe maybe this is the start of that. Maybe a lot of questions. A lot of maybes.
1: I don't know the answer to anything.
0: I don't know the answers right now, but that's exciting. That's exciting in itself. Takeaway number four. This was exciting right here. We had a six man tag team action. We had the elite Taken on the Varsity Blondes and Danny Limelight. The Varsity Blondes, consisting of Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr., and of course Danny Limelight, straight out of AEW Dark.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, there's so many people in AEW Dark. It's it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, their roster's pretty thick, man. And now with rumors swirling that Ricochet might be heading to AEW and. I I don't I don't buy into the Matt Riddle stuff. I'm fully confident that he already either re-signed or will re-sign. But I but I think Ricochet is. is, Oh, yeah. But but I do feel like Ricochet is, is, you know, one foot out the door, just waiting to take the other foot out that door. Uh, And I believe his contract is up in like a week or two. So Uh, he might be showing up either at Beach Break or Revolution, depending on on where things go. But yeah, so we had six man tag action here. And I, I think we assumed that this was going to be a squash match consisting of of, you know, the Bucks and Kenny Omega just kind of building towards what's continuing on with their storyline. But I really like what they did here instead. So, you know, they already had the Varsity Blondes and Danny Limelight out in the ring. They came back from commercial break. They cut to the back. It's Don Callis, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks standing around backstage backstage and, you know, we're, Omega's talking to the Bucks. They're like, we're going to do this elite thing, right? We're going to come out like, you know, they have their specific music and specific entrance when it's the three of them, when they're trios. So they were getting ready to do that. And Don's like, nah, man, that they're the Bucks. They're the young Bucks, the AEW Tag Team Champions. Let them do their own thing. Let's go out there and do ours. So, you know, Omega gets his North Carolina normal entrance from Justin Roberts in the uh, the Dancing Jacksonville Jaguar Cheerleaders. But then they pulled a swerve. <laughs> yes, instead. did. Instead of bringing out the old bucks of youth, they bring out the Good Brothers: Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows. They're officially in action on Dynamite, and man, I I just really enjoyed the swerve. I didn't think they were gonna have you know the Good Brothers out there or actually on the show at all this week, and I, I was caught by surprise. And I like when that happens from time to time.
1: Uh, no, me too. And I actually, uh, yeah, I was very surprised. I'm glad the way they did this. And yeah, Kenny already turning his back to uh, the young bucks after they kind of helped him out last week. And we thought we were getting the two sweet and everything we're coming back and the bullet club and whatever. And uh, yeah, I think that all got squashed right here. Well, we
0: saw that uh, on, on being the elite, even, you know, the bucks were talking to uh, Anderson and Gallo Like, can we, can we trust you guys? Like we got a, we got a pretty deep history. Like, can, can we actually trust you guys again? And uh, we'll have to see where this is going to go because you know it's not like
1: they attacked them. You know what I mean? they, no, just they didn't. Kind of just kind of yeah, you know pull one over, snubbed like, them. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. do you just tip your hat like good move? You know, I, I don't know. Little
0: snub. I don't know. Little snub. Uh, I thought this was going to be a squash match. I thought that this would be over before it even began. But I was surprised to see that, you know, not not just Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr., but Danny Limelight also had some pretty decent offense throughout this entire match,
1: and I I like that they do that. Uh, you know, we they have had squash matches in the past, but it doesn't seem like they make. Uh, I don't. It doesn't seem like it's. Uh, it happens a whole lot, and I like no, that we get these it's guys. Not, it's not a think, common recurrence. No, it's not, and I'm glad that these three gentlemen actually got a chance to kind of go, you know, toe to toe with these guys. We knew uh, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers weren't going to lose, but it was nice that they actually. I don't know that just there's no egos. I, I, I've said it many times there's no egos and the, those guys were fine with letting those guys get a few shots and get a little offense and it kind of showcased a little bit of talent that they have. So I, I love that, that this wasn't a squash match and uh, it's it's so cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this match definitely was was very entertaining. I, I liked pretty much everything about it. I I enjoyed seeing, you know, the Good Brothers actually get some mainstream TV time because they are such a great tag team. And I, I'm really surprised that we didn't, you know, get to see things even go further. Obviously, as you mentioned, Omega and the Good Brothers did pick up the victory. Um, I, I could have sworn you know like they would build maybe an, an impact would have been okay with them bringing out like Rich Swan Motor City Machine Guns to to kind of maybe entice some people watching tonight to buy the pay per view on Saturday. Uh, what who Tony Schiavone called it? What did he say? Everybody's already dead or like we we all die <laughs> yeah. or something like that. He's like I don't even know what this what the show's called. We all die. We're all dead. I forget exactly what he said.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was whatever like little snide comment he made was just on point.
0: Yeah, it was it was freaking perfect. But um, I'm really surprised that they didn't even, you know, build to that match further. Obviously, that's not an AEW match, but you would think that they would do that with the pay-per-view on Saturday. Exactly. Especially, didn't they just attack them on Impact last night or something? So uh, I'm just surprised. But instead, we had your boy, John Moxley, come down to the ring from the crowd or quote unquote crowd, because this was a taped show. There's not really actually no crowd there.
1: Yeah,
0: There was no crowd, no crowd. We didn't even get the B-roll footage during uh, nope, during Jericho coming nothing. out. We we just got the wrestlers around the ring this week. Um, but yeah, he comes out and, you know, wants to take on everybody, but he gets help by the lucha bros
1: i did not see that coming and ray
0: phoenix yeah Yeah. i was a little surprised to see that uh they they kind of battle there a little bit with everybody in the ring until the young bucks finally run down and and try to get mocks to ease off of them so uh the the buck's still towing the line there between moral and immoral right and wrong i don't really know but then they got super kicked (laughs)
1: <laughs> they did. They freaking did. Uh... Out of nowhere,
0: Lucha Bros in with the super kick. And if they want to build towards another Young Bucks and Lucha Bros match, I'm OK with it. Like Geo said, another Escalera de la Muerte match, another ladder match of death. I'll take it because anytime those guys are in the ring, it's it's my God. Five stars.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, if this is where this goes, yeah, I'm all for it. It just, it was a bit of a surprise. I didn't expect them to come out and help Moxley. I thought it was going to kind of be the young bucks, but no, yeah, the young bucks came out, tried to kind of intervene. Yeah. I got super kicked. So yeah. Where, what is this setting up? Is it going to set up a tag match? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be one hell of a match, uh, regardless of what happens. And I think we do have to point
0: out that they, that they may have used the good brothers in this match because Nick Jackson, uh, did kind of mess up his leg a little bit in that match last week on Dynamite. When when Jack Evans did the the 630 splash, it uh, kind of landed weird on his leg because he tried to put his knees up. And I don't know, he just felt like his knee, that's like, they showed it in being the elite this week too, uh, how how he had his leg iced up afterwards and everything. So that may have played into why it was the Good Brothers tonight, but either way, I loved it. I loved this. I thought it was good. No, I was thought everything good about it was good. a really yeah. good segment. I thought everything about it was good. I also loved the next segment. Maybe I'm the only one. I really enjoyed the dynamite debut of The Waiting Room. Takeaway number five. We got Britt Baker and Rebel. And they've been doing this kind of like Piper's Pit, uh, Ms. TV hosting show, you know, a moment of bliss, whatever your cup of tea is that you're used to, whatever... Uh, the funeral parlor. If we want to go all the way back to the early nineties, no. they all, you know, like there, there's always been uh, the barbershop. Uh, there's been so many of these throughout the years in professional wrestling, a hosting type of a show. So AEW's first is with Britt Baker and it's the waiting room, obviously, because she is a dentist. Speaking of, I went to the dentist today, had to get a, a tooth filed down. It was severely sharp. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Um But her first guest for the Dynamite debut of The Waiting Room was Cody Rhodes and... But not but I really, really. <laughs> but not really. Exactly. He was he was out there in, in, in name only, I guess. He did come out. Obviously, they had some jokes before he came out about his neck tattoo. And and I like the I like the corniness of the waiting the room. Com-
1: I like I the comical jabs. That's what I wrote yeah, down. The comical the, jabs the, were like on quick, point.
0: Quick wits between we could, Britt Baker is super quick on she her is. feet. Like. I enjoy when, when she's able to like kind of throw digs in there and that kind of stuff, but just having rebel sitting back there on the couch and kind of like jumping in and laughing annoyingly every so often it it works for me. Like I, I thoroughly enjoy this duo that they have and, and seeing them in this role cements that even further. But we also had this, this cringiness because you know, they, they bring out Jade Cargill, who we haven't seen on Dynamite in a few weeks, and, and she's out there still demanding a match from from Cody because of, you know, she was supposed to be getting a match between her and Brandy and then Brandy got pregnant. So that clearly threw threw things out of whack. So she's still waiting for an opponent and. I don't know, man. I, I saw people kind of talking about the corniness and it didn't bother me. I thought it was OK.
1: I don't know. Um, No, I guess uh, I didn't. It just it, it kind of just feels weird, like with Brandy, you know, having they to be wrote off for of being pregnant. Sparklers, Dan. Yeah. They use sparklers as pyro. <laughs> I, I, I think it's genius. I don't I don't find it corny at all. Um, I just feel like we're just kind of at limbo because we don't know what to do now that Brandy's out and we're kind of left with uh, Jade coming in here and, you know, doing all those making moves on Cody and and ruffling those feathers. And now it feels like there's no reason for it. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. It just feel I just feels like we're up in the air. We don't exactly know what to do.
0: Yeah. Uh, And and that's when Red Velvet Crashes through the wall like Shockmaster back in WCW days. No, she came through the door uh, and she confronted Jade Cargill. And it seems that they are building to the match between Cargill and Red Velvet. Beach Break seems likely for that, does it not?
1: Uh, it does. It, w- it would be. I think that would make the most sense. We'll, we'll see.
0: We'll see when they do that, because they also confirmed in the same segment. Also at Beach Break, we'll be getting Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. And I am so ready for that match.
1: Yeah, you and me as well. I was excited that they announced that. Um, obviously, Br- Breaker was not very excited. Uh, but it, uh, yes, it's it's something we've been looking forward to for for a while now.
0: Apparently, that match was supposed to be at New Year's. Uh, New Year's smash night, Two, But okay. Thunder Rosa came into contact with somebody with COVID and had to quarantine.
1: Oh, uh, OK. OK, well, maybe this is good that it gets pushed back. Let, let well, well, that's, a what, that's bit. what
0: that's what I mean. That it was silently pushed back without them really announcing that it had been pushed back. So so that was their kind of way of doing that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited about Beach Break. I, I think it's shaping up to be a, a really exciting Dynamite that, uh, that that we'll get between now and the next pay-per-view. So it should be cool. It should be a good one. Uh, next up, takeaway number six. We're almost to the end. We have a tag team match. Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt finally debuting that new theme on Dynamite. Taken on FTR out there with Tully Blanchard. This... Was really, really good.
1: Uh, It was. There was some really good storytelling going on. Um, Yeah, I, I enjoyed this match. Um, I was a little worried that there was so much emphasis on uh, them wanting Marco in the match. I thought maybe it would kind of turn into like not really a squash match, but us just watching him get his ass kicked, which he I mean, he kind of did. But oh,
0: yeah, he definitely got chucked around the ring and and they definitely took advantage of his size. <laughs> th-
1: they did. But then they also like some of the moves they were able to pull off and him was able to counter him and do some crazy moves. I, I thought it was really. Uh, I thought it was actually a really good match. Uh, I was very impressed. Um, love, loved it. Um, and I, I love that we just were really starting to let FTR really like now kind of, you know, Tully's getting involved. We're really just old school tag team heel wrestling. And I love it. Yep.
0: That's exactly what it is like that. I mean, that's
1: I love it. What, what, it what they've always me been.
0: Back. Yeah, what yeah. they've always sort of been. Yep, they don't works need to flip. So See well. what happens
1: when they flip; they lose the belts,
0: right? It works so well. It does work so well, and they never really brought that back up.
1: No, they haven't. They just said that they've lost one time.
0: Yeah, they never really brought up why they lost, though. So it's curious that they that they kind of ignored that. Uh, I, I really dug this. I, I thought everything just just clicked and it worked. Marco looked great.
1: He in did. this match no he really did Marco looks fucking
0: awesome in this match
1: a credit to f t r's got to go there too because I mean they definitely help with you know being a smaller guy, I think they definitely help him look good, so yeah it was it yeah. was a great
0: match and shout out to f t r as well for renaming the shatter machine yeah, the Goodnight Express. So cool. To uh, to the big rig in honor of Brody Lee.
1: Asked Amanda for permission. So hats off to them for for doing that.
0: Super cool. Super cool. Uh, But yeah, we kind of assumed FTR would get the victory here. They did. uh, And they kept pointing out on commentary that they are still number one contenders for those tag team titles. So we'll see. We'll see who actually gets a shot soon. I have to assume somebody will either at beach break or. I mean, probably Beach Break. They that's they usually defend them every couple of weeks, so I have to assume somebody's getting a shot at Beach Break because SCU also kind of wants a shot.
1: Lucha that Bros are true. now staking their claim. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, everybody's coming. You have to. There's so many damn tag teams. So many damn tag teams. People don't want to get forgotten. Correct. Don't forget exactly. about me.
0: Don't forget about me. What about me? What about Raven? Oh my God! Shout out to Raven. Takeaway number seven: NWA Women's Title on the line. We had Serena Deeb defending against Ty T coming out there with Anna Jay and the Dark Order. Still not technically an official member of the Dark Order. I thought she was after they announced that like uh they released that package of her standing back there with Alex Reynolds, John Silver and Anna Jay. And they all had the same shirt on. I thought that was kind of like her welcome to the Dark Order thing. But she still came out from the the face tunnel and the entire Dark Order came out from the heel tunnel. So I don't know what they're doing, but... I do know that this match was fucking awesome. Like, these girls should be super proud of themselves. This was definitely match of the night.
1: Yeah, I was just about to say I wrote down Match of the Night, start it, circle it, all that good stuff. Uh, Yeah, this is great. And we talked about it right before we recorded, how piss poor timing of the uh picture-in-picture. Yeah, there, w- there was an incredible sequence of events and moves
0: that Tay Conti was pulling off onto uh, Serena Deeb there during the the picture-in-picture that they took. And, and it was so unfortunate because during the first hour of Dynamite, we really didn't have any picture-in-pictures. And then in the second hour, we had like... All picture in pictures. Yeah, it,
1: it, it's weird. I, I mean, I, I'm uh, there's got to be a reason to it for sure. But yeah, the pictures in picture kind of gets a little distracting. I guess it would be better to me if the the commercial was smaller i get why it's not but i don't know if tony khan can throw around this money to get rights to songs to actually play maybe he can throw a little bit of money and maybe we can get uh the commercial smaller and get the actual wrestling a little bit bigger that would be great you know just commercial free it out there, dynamite
0: every wednesday no <laughs> yeah but uh
1: no this this was a one hell of a match uh I, yeah i it, it just I, I wonder you know because we we had talked earlier when serena d had first come you know that we thought maybe she would help uh you know the women's division and and train these women and i wonder you know if this was kind of they've been doing training and this was a way to kind of showcase what uh learned um but no this was one hell of a match and like you said match of the night for sure
0: yeah i definitely think having serena deeb who who they even pointed out on commentary one of the hidden gems the hidden gems in the in the uh, women's wrestling world for a long time now, uh, finally getting to to showcase her stuff as the NWA women's champion. And, you know, pretty much every Wednesday on Dynamite, because she is her and uh, Brett Baker are kind of like the top two right now in, in terms of the women's division. If you think about it, um, I, I, I really was just so happy with with this match. I, I thought take on T man never yeah. really had a chance like to to really kind of showcase her skills and 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 this match just solidified that I that I think she could be a massive massive star in the women's division I really do she's got the look she's got the skills she's got the moveset she's unique so she I, is I,
1: right. I think yeah. that's it. I think you hit the nail on the head right there. She's very unique. Her style is is very different. Um, haven't seen much like it, and I love that. And you you're right. Again, uh, we talk about it. Again, it's the AEW is the land of opportunity. Where have you heard that before? Um, so it's really cool to see her getting this chance and really showcasing. That skill set. Yeah.
0: But Serena Deeb did pick up the victory, uh, retaining the NWA women's title as as we assumed that she would. I am curious uh, who who she will eventually drop that to. Probably not anybody in AEW, but it would be interesting if she did. I know we've talked about that before, and uh, I think that would be the call of of Mr. Billy Corgan. Uh, whenever, whenever it comes to that. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, but our last takeaway of dynamite this week, takeaway number eight, we have the TNT title on the line, Darby Allen defending against Brian Cage, who came out there with Ricky Starks and hook at ringside. Taz was on commentary. Uh, they, they mentioned that Tony Khan wanted the match to be quote unquote fair. Uh, Yeah, I know. Right. So he he limited how many members of Team Taz could be down at the ring, uh, left Powerhouse Hobbs as the odd man out, and and my only question is really, like you picked Hook
1: over Powerhouse Hobbs, <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. yeah, I, well, I guess, I mean, he's just got that, uh, you know, it's cause it's blood, but yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, that didn't make any sense. There should, there should have just been nobody ringside, but yeah, then powerhouse had-
0: did come out after. So you're right. It should have been like everybody banned from ringside because yeah. the, even the, even with just two outside the ring, it's still not fair.
1: No, exactly. So I mean, I guess it set up, you know, what happened after the match. But yeah, when I saw that, I was like, well, wouldn't you just be better just to ban everybody from the ringside? Because I mean, to be honest with you, you this was a good match, and you didn't need those guys there. Anyways. No, this was a hell
0: of a match, man. This was a hell of a match. Brian it definitely Cage
1: threw. Oh, Darby my God. Allen over the over the top, wrote through the damn announce table. Brian Cage the ring is
0: a monster, man. Like, I <laughs> like, oh, shit. love Brian Cage. I, I just I know you're not a huge fan. I know it just makes you want to eat protein bars.
1: Yeah. Birthday cake flavored.
0: <laughs> but he is just entertaining to watch in the ring because he is so powerful. And and for that physique and that like size to be able to move the way that he does and pull off some of the things that he can do. It's so impressive, man. Um, But this match did solidify dynamite as an official episode because we had, we had Darby Allen bleeding from the (laughs) head after getting slammed through that announce table that you just talked about or timekeepers table or whatever it is. And then uh, we would eventually get a Canadian destroyer a little bit later on in the same yeah. match.
1: We just snuck it right right before, I don't know, like five minutes till. Yep. It Not became even... an official Yeah, dynamite.
0: Yeah, they they quickly threw it all in there at the end. But yeah, this match was just entertaining start to finish. The triple powerbomb sequence that that uh, that uh Brian Cage did to Darby Allin was, it just looked like it hurt, man. It just looked like it hurt.
1: Yeah. This match, uh, was this a no uh, DQ match? I mean, when did it turn into that? That's what I no. asked a few
0: times no it did not it, and that's sort of what i like too is that they just it, it's they, they just let them go right they do like 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 we talked about it, it it does harken back to the attitude era and the ruthless aggression era i guess if you really want to stretch it even further than the attitude era era but um they just let them go they let them do what they want uh you know I, I read a report just this week that you know tony khan was an ecw guy growing up and so was i and so were we all Like, man, you weren't, you weren't an ECW guy, Dan.
1: No, I, I really, I mean, I really, growing up, I just watched WWE. We didn't watch a lot of WCW. So, I mean, obviously I missed out on some great wrestling, but I was a hardcore WWE guy or WWF as they were up until whatever. So, um, but no, I learned to appreciate, you know, ECW and WCW much later on in my life. I didn't get to experience it live.
0: Yeah. But I just I just like that. You know, they just they just let him go. It doesn't ever get like too crazy. Sometimes it can. right? But it but, can, they never, but it they, doesn't. Yeah. For the most
1: part, it doesn't. And I think that's what's nice.
0: Yeah. You know, they just they utilize the ring steps. They they brought them closer to the ring. Cage kind of landed on the back of them and then Darby hit the coffin, coffin drop. Drink.
1: Jesus, that had to have hurt. That had to have hurt. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Kind of felt good. But uh, eventually this led to potential outside interference from Hook and Ricky Starks. But as we called last week on the show, lights go out. It's sting once again. Baseball bat in hand. But this time, Dan, he actually hit Ricky Starks with the bat. So we're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere. He actually used that bat. He actually hit somebody and did something besides just coming down. And I've seen a lot of people talking recently, like, okay, like we're we're kind of in the same boat that that we were last week. Like, what are we doing here? Like is sting being overused now in AEW? I mean, it's sort of the conversation we had last week. So I, I definitely see the sentiment being the same out there across the, uh, across the internet. So we
1: are not alone.
0: We are not alone in that thinking. Uh, and, and clearly they, they know that. So that's why they had him do something different tonight. You know, they again can only do so much 61 years old, not going to get really involved. Correct. And we don't need him to, and you don't need him to show up every week. Like I said, last week too. so, we, we don't, we didn't do, yeah, I get why he was there tonight. Didn't have to be there tonight.
1: No, I mean, he's kind of like, yeah. I mean, wh- where are we going with this? We keep saying this every week, and eventually we're going to get tired of saying it, but we, we got we We saw a little bit, which is fine, but is he like the, it's like Darby Allen is, I don't know, I want to say like younger brother, but actually at this point it'd be like his fucking <laughs> grandchild. Grandson, my God. Younger <laughs> I brother. Mean, holy shit. How many generations in between those guys of wrestlers?
0: It would be, it would be his grandson. In in all actuality, because they just announced that, you know, they said that his they celebrated his 28th birthday last week. So and Taz is like, I hope he had a terrible birthday. <laughs> 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 they need Taz on commentary more often on Dynamite. He's so, no, he's, so on he he's so good on Dark. He's so good on Dark. I wish that he would be able to be on Dynamite more often. Like... It's just there's better options than Jim Ross, man. There really is.
1: I agree. I we know we know why Jim Ross is there, but yeah, it might be time for that torch to be passed. Uh, but this did lead to an interesting finish. Uh, Darby Allen hitting a crucifix bomb
0: off the top rope onto Brian Cage, which you know kind of is is a pinfall combination in itself, and that's how he picked up the victory and retained the TNT title. So we'll have to see if if this is the end uh, of that storyline or if it continues on after this week.
1: Well, right, because that's the is Sting, you know, is Team Taz going to focus their attention on Sting? But then, you know, we don't want to see Sting doesn't need to wrestle. We don't need to see it. And, you know, who could he really wrestle with in that
0: group? Correct. So how does Sting stay involved? It's almost like Sting needs a stable around him. That, that he's in control of and can like send his minions like the Ministry of Darkness out there and, and, and kind of like do his bidding. That's what they should do. Should have I Sting mean, they, be like the puppet master and pull in the strings.
1: I mean, Darby Allen would be a good face of that, I believe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But then that would keep us locked into the same feud. That and is it would, true. It, it would that limit what we could do with Darby. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see what they come up with. I'm, I'm interested to see where this is going, as, as we say every week. But uh, that was the end of Dynamite this week. It kind of just ended on that note. So star rating for this one. I I think the wrestling was stronger this week well fuck that's so hard to say though like i want to say that it was but at the same time i still think that kenny omega and ray phoenix from from last week will go down as as one of the best matches of 2021 when we come to the end of the year
1: yeah but that was like i don't know that like made the show Right. It did. It did. Which is why this one felt better. Yes.
0: As an overall as like a complete package. Right. So we had that shining star last week, which really elevated dynamite into that three and a half rating that we gave it. This one's bordering the four star territory, in my opinion. It could. I'm going to give four it four stars, stars
1: uh, I because I felt like it was better. I'm giving it four stars. That is my rating.
0: I could land on four. I could I could actually agree with the four star for this one. I, I think that the wrestling was was really solid in, in every match that we had tonight. And, and we definitely had some standouts with, you know, Ty Conti and Serena D, Brian Cage, Darby Allen, two excellent matches. But then the the, the awesomeness that was the six man tag as well. So there was a lot of cool stuff on Dynamite tonight. There was.
1: Yeah, we really didn't talk about how we hated uh, any of these matches. Matches And that's, you know, usually sometimes we have an issue with a match or, you know, it felt weird or rushed or something like that. We didn't really talk about that. I think for the most part, we we enjoyed it through and through.
0: Yeah. So that will lead us to looking ahead for next week's Dynamite. We've got a pretty interesting show lined up for next week, one that I'm very excited to see how it plays out. We have Nyla Rose going to be taking on Layla Hirsch. Miro, as we mentioned earlier, will be giving an update on the Chuck Taylor Butler situation. John Moxley will be in action, Bit ending out against you. I, I imagine AEW Dark, probably somebody right, from that. I
1: just think it'll be the squash match we finally get.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, will it be a squash match? I don't know. So we'll have to see who they throw him in there with. Maybe Serpentico, or I don't know. I don't really know who they'll feed to Moxley next week, but he will be there. Uh, Top Flight and Matt Seidel taking on Matt Hardy and Private Party. I'm really excited for that match. I am really excited for that match. Because it could go a few ways. Could definitely go a few different ways. And Matt Hardy has this new persona that he sort of has become Vince McMahon now. (laughs) Why everybody just keeps becoming Vince McMahon. But, uh, you know, taking a cut of Private Party's commissions and third party platforms like Twitch and Cameo. Uh, it, it's just more digs at WWE and Vince McMahon.
1: Oh, it's it's great. It's fucking great.
0: But um, I, I'm really excited because I think Private Party is still an incredible tag team and, and Top Flight have been amazing since they debuted. So I think this match has a lot in store. We have an eight man tag match to look forward to next week. We have the Dark Order taken on the Hybrid 2 and Chaos Project. Also, I guess it can't be Serpentico. He's in this match. Uh, So it'll be Colt Cabana. Alex Reynolds, John Silver, and Hangman Adam Page taking on Jack Evans, Angelico, Serpentico, and Luther. And this is being dubbed, what is Negative One's birthday celebration It is his birthday. Match. Man,
1: that is very sad that his dad passed away like a month before his birthday.
0: Yeah, but it is cool that they're honoring him on Dynamite uh, in match.
1: No, I agree. I love what they're doing. Uh, you know, I wonder if we'll get little trickles of him throughout the year. I hope we do. I imagine uh, what? he
0: he will not be going away.
1: Correct. And then I think at at, at uh,
0: 18, he becomes an official wrestler. So,
1: yeah, exactly. So and then we get Hangman Page will decide if he's joining the Dark Order, right?
0: Yeah. They had a little backstage segment we glossed over earlier uh, with with Adam Page back there with the Dark Order, the entire Dark Order and them wanting to know if he was actually going to join. And uh, he basically told them that he'll let him know after the match next week. So is he gonna join?
1: I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's before like the pre Brody Lee, I thought maybe not, but now I feel like he could. I think he will. I feel like it's just fitting. What else is he doing right now? Nothing. Let him join Dark Order and then um I mean he but see he he was
0: part of the Bullet Club back in New Japan, but he hasn't even at all been involved since they kind of got back together. So that, that leads true. me to believe that leads me to believe he's he's probably going dark order for now. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But we also have that uh, triple threat tag team match, the inner circle tag team invitational or whatever they called it. Chris Jericho and MJF taken on Santana and Ortiz taken on Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager with the winner being named the official tag team of the inner circle. I really hope Santana and Ortiz win. <laughs> I don't think they will. I really hope Santa and Ortiz win, Santana and Ortiz. win. If they don't win, I hope they leave the inner circle.
1: I mean, I, I feel like we're coming to the end of the inner circle as we know it.
0: Santana and Ortiz are are way too good to not be like your your tag team focus.
1: Like, true, like there's said, just so many too. True, true. There true. is
0: no, there is there's there's so many tag teams. There's so yeah. many and there's just all there's there's more coming.
1: Hey, that's exactly. I mean, that's where, like, uh, at some point, we got to do something, Tony Khan. We got to do something because there's way too many. And there's probably more that want to come once contracts start to get... uh, I can't only imagine when contracts start to get close to expire how many people are going to be jumping ship. But, like... Yeah. A, A- we we, we took when we first started doing this podcast, we said they they gotta be careful, but like there's so many people that we'd like to see in AEW and there's so many people in AEW that we still wanna see. It's like, man, we're running out of hours in the week to showcase all the talent that AEW has. It's fucking sick. I know. I know. I mean it's exciting. It is but it is it is crazy. I don't want at guys to get time. buried. Like I don't want exactly. this to become, you know, like exactly. what we see in WWE, ricochet, for example.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I actually think I might watch the Royal Rumble. Uh,
1: I, I mean, I'm going to. I, I Yeah, I, I will watch I've it. Never it. just missed won't be Royal the Rumble. fans. I mean, I've never yeah.
0: missed a Royal Rumble. I've never have. You know, they're going to pipe in the countdown, but
1: I've of never course. missed
0: a, a Royal Rumble. So I, I, I'm not going to like sit there and watch it, but I think I'll put it on in the background. Like, I don't know. Maybe there'll be a cool debut. Probably not. Probably not just
1: with everything (sighs) going on. Yeah. You never know.
0: Yeah. You never know. You never know, but yeah, that's the, uh, that's the show. That's dynamite. I think that we need to get on out of here. We do. Let's hot tag so I can go to bed. All right, man. Well, we want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of Hit Our Music and All The Wrestling Podcast, made possible, of course, by leveldowngames.com. Check us out. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop on way to our YouTube channel, at youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames and subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames and click that follow button. Dan, Twitch. Hmm. I know a guy that does that. He goes by the name of
1: Crazed13. Nope, wrong. Oh, you did it Crazed13 sucks. (laughs) Crazed11 is where you want to go. Twitch.tv forward slash Crazed11. K R A I Z D 1 1. Yeah, hopefully we'll be wrapping up. Ghost of Tsushima probably won't be till Friday night, Thursday, tomorrow, today. I don't know uh, what day it is anymore. (laughs) <laughs> but it's going to be, yes, it's going to be some throwback Thursday. We're going to do some Wario Woods. Um, I need to, I need to the, post
0: the challenge. I need to post the the run that we're going to do. I I, yes. I never, I was waiting to post the podcast, and then the podcast just posted when we sat down to do the show. So now so I need yeah, to So, yeah, get in there that and,
1: figured out so I can do that tomorrow, later today, whatever it is. Do a little bit of that. i are going to jump back into Yoshi's Island, and then Friday will be Ghost of Tsushima. And then uh, I got a three-day weekend this weekend, so me and the wife are going to go back to some sack boy. Nice. Interesting
0: yeah. content coming up. So make sure you're yes. following Dan over there on Twitch. Should be a good time. Uh, if you want to know when he goes live, you could do that. Stocking us on social media is really settable. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook would be the place to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links. And of course, in that description box, you will find a link to our Discord server. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Theme song of the week this week. Last week, I went with Hikaru Shida. This week, Dan, it is your call. What are we going with this week?
1: Let's go with uh, Taekwondo. Have we done okay.
0: No, I Let's like that it. choice. Let's do I it. I like that choice. Excellent match tonight on uh, on Dynamite. I'm certain I can find that one. So we'll close this week out with some Ty Conti. Now hit the music. This contest set for one fall with a 60 minute time limit is for the NWA Women's World Championship. Introducing the challenger, from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, Ty Conti. Ty Conti brought to this World Championship title match by Anna Jay and the Dark Order. She and Anna Jay were, were thrown together just by happenstance in the Women's Tag Team Cup Tournament, but since then have formed an unbreakable bond. You they mean they're friends. They are best friends. Yeah, well, sometimes friends have breakable bonds. They have an unbreakable bond. He's a young Brazilian athlete, very uh, proficient in martial arts, mixed martial arts,
1: judo.